Well, all right. Welcome to another episode of HR After Hours, the only HR podcast that'll hold your place in line at the movie theaters. Well, you run, put some extra butter on that popcorn, maybe <laughs> grab me a Twizzler or two. Hannah Hampton, how the hell are you today? I am good, but don't forget to get my Reese's Pieces because i that's my uh, that and popcorn are my go-to treats at the movies. See, it's so funny. I just don't do chocolate at the movies. So Reese's Pieces popcorn and chocolate. Is chocolate. It's it's peanut, peanut butter, butter and chocolate. Come on, it's the same thing. Pieces. It's candy coated peanut butter. <laughs> God, seriously. Oh, I can already tell this one is going to be a feisty, fiery discussion to say the least. <laughs> tell me what uh what we're gonna possibly debate over a little bit. <laughs> And I'm feeling feisty today. I'm just kidding. I'm well <laughs> You're like, yes, you are. <laughs> Fucking Hannah Hampton is up more than feisty today. Oh, My gosh. Oh, yay. Uh, okay, so I'm sure as many of our listeners are, I am a part of a lot of human resources groups and the social medias out there in all of them that I participate in, of course. And there was something that came up in one of mine recently that I found it to be so fascinating. So I have to handle payroll as part of, you know, being a department of one. And I, I actually enjoy it. It's very methodical. And it's one of those things for me, you ultimately, you submit it. And that means, you know, that's kind of like uh, crossing the finish line. And it's successful. And I don't know, it's one of those things that, that I somewhat enjoy. Here's a situation where I'm not going to, I'm going to try to do my best to keep it as anonymous as possible, because I certainly don't want anybody to feel like we're we're talking about them or their situation, but I think it's a really fascinating payroll discussion. Basically, I think you're the hmm. first person to ever use the words fascinating and payroll discussion in the same sentence. Oh, but I go ahead. I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat. Okay, so situation where the employee the is, it's it's in the United States, so they have W-4s completed, and they were completed through an online system. I know that my uh, HRIS system uh, allows for electronic completion of forms. The person submitted the form correctly. The default was zero dependents. They ended up also doing an additional $20 off withholding. And it seems like that there was the initial form was submitted was just zero dependents. And then submitted a additional with uh, additional form to start withholding twenty dollars. A lot of times, people will go talk to their tax professionals, realize, hey, they need more money to cover taxes, so it was an additional twenty dollars. Well, fast forward. Like I was raised single zero. That's what I always claimed as well. So when someone says single zero and then adds their withholding, they're making it very clear. They're basically saying. Just tax the hell out of me. There's Correct. no way I want to pay taxes. I mean, that, that that's a clear message, I feel, to even just the single zero. But when right. you add something else, you're making it very clear. Uh, withhold a lot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what it was. So fast forward, the accountant tells the employee that the company was not withholding taxes and they owe a bunch of money. So the employee went back and and saw the email chain where they had sent the HR department, the correct, or the payroll department, the correct paperwork. However, there was an error in entering the information and the HR payroll entered in 20 dependents instead of $20 of withholding. So obviously that means that taxes were not withheld because 
they were under the impression that they had 20 dependents. So this happened for a full year where, you know, the, the employee was not paying taxes. Now, it is to me, so that's that's the situation. So, of course, the employee goes to the payroll department uh, because this is happening for a full year where they were not having taxes withheld. They, they owe all this money. So what would you do? <laughs> what would you do if this happened to you? And what's really great is this is a really engaging HR group. So immediately, and I think, of course, like right now it's still going on, there's lots of opinions on, on how to handle uh, I'd like to talk through thoughts on on how you would handle this interesting HR payroll situation. I, I want to bait you. I want to hear what mm-hmm. your take is. So my my gut reaction, seriously, are you fucking kidding me on both sides? Because someone enters, you know, 20, mm-hmm. it, someone in payroll has to actually physically enter that if it was part of it you know there was a human function involved it wasn't an automated they filled it out online and made an error where are the checks and balances yes yes, i feel like someone with a brain Mm -hmm. actually entered 20 as their deductions so first off i don't know anyone that's done any part of payroll in their lives that entering that 20 wouldn't engage a conversation with the coworker. Correct. Hey, Hannah, holy shit. How many kids does this person have? They're actually doing, they're, they're doing 20. That's nuts. Or, yeah, I mean, so to me, that's a, such a high number that also, the red flag should be like just throwing up. I mean, this should be oh like, Lawrence Taylor jumping off sides and sacking a quarterback before the ball snap kind of red flags. So that's well, my, let's that's also my first talk day. about like with the red flags, why were there not like th- this would make me rethink how I do payroll where there checks and balances in place. I know that I, every payroll, no matter how uh, usual it is, no matter how normal it is, I have a second set of eyes looking at everything. And especially like I know if I've got maybe I'm entering a new employee or things of that nature, it's there's always those things you look for. Again, you can't go back and, and you know, put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. But I would rethink, OK, my payroll processes, clearly there is opportunity for big mistakes to happen that are not getting found. How do we create a checks and balances system? So that then that's not solving this problem, but I think it's creating and solving a big problem that they they probably didn't realize was there. So yes, red flags aside, and, and of course, like, yeah, that would be a very big red flag. However, you know, people that's people had to have 20 kids out there. If you watch television, there was a gross show about a family who had it. And I say gross for, for news, re, recent news reasons, but uh, it, it can happen. However, I feel like there should be checks and balances to make sure that things are entered correctly. Yes. So that's my, that's the the first nugget of wisdom, quote unquote, I'm throwing your way. And then the second one, of course, is if I'm expecting my check to basically I'm requesting you to tax the hell out of my pay and then I get my first check, it seems excessively high because most people that want a ton or, or, or don't want any deductions and they want a ton of taxes taken out, 
those are typically the type of people that check their first check. Well, and if they don't go to payroll after check number one, because maybe there's that there's an extra week on it or there's that weird delay that some companies do, whatever it is, usually your second check is what all your checks are going to look like if you're mm-hmm. in a salaried position or a 40-hour-a-week position. By check two, if it still looks like it's really high, that's when I go back and I, I look at my check stubs. I'm the person that on my first one, I'm going to look and make sure that they're taking the right amount out for my insurance and everything else. But let's say this person decides to wait till the second check because of whatever policy or they think they got extra hours on it, whatever. By the time I'm looking at the second one and it still seems high, because remember, I'm the type of person that wants a lot of taxes taken out for some reason. I'm also the type of person that's going to make sure that that is taking place. So I mm-hmm. find it very hard to believe that the employee or associate didn't look at the check and go, zoinks, that seems a little well, high. I think a lot of people, and I send reminders out to my to my people, to my employees to say, hey, you know, it's, it's a good practice to occasionally check in your pay stubs to make sure everything is correct, especially around the time where benefits, um, you know, open enrollment, once the new benefits are in and there's a change of cost, always just go through to make sure everything looks correct. So of course, it's a great reminder, but in reality, I think there's a lot of employees who never check their pay stubs and never look at that. They just assume what they see in their bank account is correct. It was consistent. They probably had somewhat of a consistent check. I don't know if there's overtime involved or anything like that, but if their check was consistent, the assumption is, okay, everything is as it should be. So nothing seemed off to the employee. Now it'd be one thing if like all of a sudden your checks were $1,000 more or maybe $500 or even a hundred. Agree. That would look different. But if it's consistent, personally, like I, I think people who don't look at their pay stubs wouldn't think that there was anything off. So I think that that probably came into play in this situation. So before I hand this off to you, I do want to say that both of the points I brought up have nothing to do with the actual question or propose a solution. So they're saying it gets to tax time. This person gets, you know, goes to their accountant or fills out their saw, you know, their software or whatever, and they owe a lack of a better term and in my favorite weight of measurement, a shit ton Mm -hmm. of money. What do you do? So I haven't really contributed to that part of the conversation. So now I hand it over to you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, this is, it's their taxes, right? I think this is where, where somewhat the, uh, to me, the conundrum comes in. So it's the employee taxes that are incorrect. So this is money that should have been paying throughout the uh, tax year, but that wasn't happening. So them owing this money at the end of the year versus being it spread out throughout the year is the employer's fault. They made a mistake and messed up the withholding. So now the employee has this big tax bill. And to me, it's one of those things where, okay, they they would have paid it throughout the year, but instead it's a big bill at the end. Now, a lot of people probably, I want to say the majority of the people in the world uh, live where they, they wouldn't have prepared for this big tax bill, thinking that I withheld enough money so I don't have to worry about it. So what, what should we do? There's a lot of great answers. One that I saw and totally agreed with was that the 
because this was a company error, I think the company should help out the employee by, you know, either helping with their um, working with their accountants and maybe I think covering the costs of the tax and creating a loan repayment. So loan, basically loaning the money interest free, of course, because this is the company's fault. The company should should pay it and have the employee pay them back and it could be the apparel deduction or however that works. And I think that's very fair because ultimately it was their taxes that were owed anyways, the employee's taxes, just again, due to a company error, uh, were, were owed at the, at the tax time. Now, a couple people said it's the company's fault that they messed up, so the company should pay, which I'm like, I understand the sentiment, like they made the error, they should pay, but at the end of the day, it was still taxes that owed by the employee and they received payment. They, you know, they, they got that money. It just didn't go to the taxes at the time. So to me, I feel like, yes, while the company made a, made a mistake, it's still your tax money that you owe to, to the government. That's my two cents. What are your thoughts? I think we're closer to agreeing than I suspected. I, I think that in, in lieu of loaning the money to the associate, I think what the company really should do is, because everyone's assuming that you get this tax bill and you have to pay it right there on the spot, and that's not the case. You can't set up payment plans with the government. Mm -hmm. So I think what the employer should do is definitely take as much time as they need to help this associate mm -hmm. get those payment plans set up. If it does look like there's going to be any interest occurred, which I think you can avoid interest if you make it in like a one year payment, there is going to be any additional costs, setup fees, anything like that. That's where I do think the employer should take care of it. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. there's a 3% or whatever it is, the company should help the associate get set up with the government, paying the taxes for that year on a payment plan, incur any sort of setup fees or interest. But I think you can avoid those in most of these situations. Then help the associate make sure that they do exactly what they need to do for the new year's taxes so this never happens again. I think that's really all you can do because I do think that, like I said earlier, I find it hard to believe the associate didn't realize they were getting I, more money than they Can I to. make a joke kind of off, off Please topic. do. It, well, it's not a joke, but it's just a comment. Um, it's so funny. You can tell that you have worked heavily in the restaurant world because you call employees associates. <laughs> Actually, that's not where I got it from. But yes, I, I do prefer, I don't like the word employees, but I actually, it was some HR seminar where it was the first time I had heard the term used outside of the hospitality industry. And I was like, oh, so that isn't a hospitality term, but I do prefer the word associates. Um, See, I, I struggle with or that. Team, I like worked... team members too. I actually, team members, team members is my favorite. Well, and I, I struggle with it because like, if you work in the legal industry, associate is the entry level position. Like they're a legal associate, like associate is actually a job title. I think it just depends on your industry, but sorry. Well, no, I, that's a, no, you know what? That's a great point because I'm assuming that the person in this story is a more entry level team member because I don't, 
I don't know anyone that's good at their job that would let this happen or that is a certain that is at a certain occupational level. And I, I, I think that's, I, I, I mean, I think that that's great for, that you the, assume the that people are that up. good. I think that's great. But I have seen people who are tenured 20, 20 plus years in industry who have not recognized mistakes in their own paychecks. And where I have, you know, there, I, I think I told you a situation before when we were preparing about how I realized that somebody's raise had not been put into effect when I was doing a benefits audit. And so I had to go to payroll and get that fixed. So I think that's really positive and great of you to assume that that more tenured employees would do better. But I think a lot of payroll professionals would come back and, and disagree. <laughs> well, first off, I don't think anyone would call themselves a professional in the payroll department that would not call their supervisor or someone over when they're entering 20 deductions and say, is this right? This seems oh, hot. I, I, I'm so not thinking about this I do get some of what you're saying, but I, I seriously feel that anyone that is a strong performer would be all over this. Uh, now, I, I've missed... I respectfully disagree because... I think that people, you're assuming that people check their payroll, but I think people assume that payroll's doing their job correctly. So I respectfully disagree with that statement. And I'm okay with that. But if I'm the type of person that would purposely want my my pay taxed to the hilt to ensure that I'm not paying taxes, I'm also the type of person that would be aware because he, uh, they might look at and go, well, the, no, I want him to take out more. I don't, I just find it so odd that someone would want to take these extreme steps. Uh, but that's not extreme, though. I think that I, as somebody 20, who runs payroll. 20 on top of a single zero. That's not, no, I, I, as somebody who runs payroll, that's not unusual. Mm-mm. That's saying I don't, I don't, I don't want to pay taxes. And I know people hmm? in the reason I'm so. Well, that's saying I do want it. That's saying I don't want to pay taxes at the end of the year. That's saying right. I don't I like, want my taxes to I be don't taken like out filing, I don't like writing the government a check. So I would rather right. have them take it. Where I know people that feel the exact opposite. Want because some people consider giving the government an interest-free loan, letting them take it out of their checks. So sure. I'm just saying that I feel like someone that would work so hard to make sure they're not going to have to write a check when yeah, tax not, time comes around. That's not hard to do. It's not working. I don't consider that working hard. That's that's a pretty like that's a pretty usual request. I've, I don't find that to be an unusual it's a request. request. It's embedded in someone that doesn't like to, just doesn't want to have to deal with writing a check to the government. It's yeah, but that's that different than actually like, than just regularly checking your pay stubs. I feel like those are two separate things. So again, the thing is they filled out their form correctly and that was established in the scenario. They filled out the form correctly. So I would assume a competent, you know, and I'm not saying this payroll department wasn't competent, but I think that their thought is, okay, everything is correct. And in, you know, in, I don't think I brought this up, but in, in the scenario, they did, I did talk about how they filled out a form with the zero deduction then submitted another form for the extra $20. And they had checked their first pay stub and it looked fine and never checked subsequently after that. And that's when the mistake happened. I, again, I, maybe they worked a lot of overtime. Who knows why the difference in the ultimate like pay, bank account deposit 
it was all pretty consistent or you, you would assume it's consistent throughout that year so they wouldn't be checking so there's a lot of details that we don't know so i think you and i can make a make a, a lot of assumptions here but ultimately i feel like the payroll department they made a big mistake and i feel like that they should work hard to help correct it and come to a solution to help the employee out now personally i don't feel like the company should pay the employees taxes but some people did they they said it's a bit if it's a big company that's worth like trillions or billions of dollars or whatever if it's a billion dollar company a couple grand is nothing to them it's a, like a couple cents to regular people so your your responsibility to to pay your taxes i wouldn't expect my company to pay my my personal taxes no i think they should only pay anything that any penalties or anything that Correct. the person occur occurs definitely need to invest as much time as it takes to get everything squared away to help yeah. this associate but you can't and if you need to pay you know if you need to pay for the employee's accountant or pay penalties or pay whatever then you need to do that so you need to do your job to help them out and again if they don't have the money to pay the taxes you should be helping them out since this was your error and that's why i like the idea of of having that um, loan uh, where you pay the taxes for them and then via payroll deduction, interest-free, the employee can pay you back throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, see, I, I'm still saying let's get them set up to where they've got a payment plan with the government. There's enough going on here that I don't know that the employee is going to be around before this is all paid back. If we gave them, if we were the company and we loaned the employee the money, I think it could well, get Well, that's why you have later. documentation. So then if they do quit, they're still on the hook to pay you back. I'd still say interest-free, um, but you create a somewhat of a long document. It's not saying like, hey, here's a, just giving away money, uh, but you would have p the paperwork similar to like a tuition reimbursement. If, if the company pays for your college education or whatever, your, your master's degree, you have that whole thing where you're paying, if you leave the company, you would pay them back. And I would say similar to this, you know, if you leave the company before the loan is repaid, you'd be on the hook for repaying that loan even after you left the company. See, and this is where you and I differ in the fact that you're a little nicer of a person than I am, because I'm always going to assume the worst. And by having that document and the fact that I've loaned them the money, and if they do leave and they decide to default on that document and I have to go after, I have to make a decision whether or not I'm going to go after them in court to get the money back. And if I do, then I think I'm reopening the can of worms from the first mistake that was made by my payroll department. And then they could all of a sudden maybe counter sue and say that this whole situation is why they left and they're feeling litigious. And now all of a sudden I've got pain and suffering and I just this mistake by the person in payrolls now costing me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's that is just my glass half empty approach on this but you one. wouldn't you wouldn't spend hundreds of thousands like honestly i feel like it, it's it's similar to you know when somebody has a um non-compete there's been i've i've worked in situations where and this is years ago where there was a non-compete and the person left and, and went and worked for the company and it's like well are you really gonna sue that person over over that probably not because it's not it's not worth the money to me i feel like this is, especially if you're a billion dollar company and the person leaves it's not it's not really worth it to to mess with a couple thousand dollars now again it depends on the size of the company and if you are a small company and you don't want to you know paid five thousand dollars and and maybe that you put the person 
person, you work with the person to have a repayment plan with the government. Like you were saying, that's part of it. And there's, I feel like there's lots of different ways where you can not penalize the employee. Because I think to me, ultimately, that's the biggest piece there is to make sure that the employee is taken care of lowest level. This was a payroll error. And yes, they didn't check their pay stubs. That was their fault. And that was part of how they could have avoided this. However, had payroll not made the mistake, none of this would have happened. See, and that's why we're friends, Hannah Hampton, because at the end of the day, even though we like to argue about how it gets to where it gets, (laughs) we both agree that the employee associate team member (laughs) should in no way incur any hardships over our payrolls. You had said associate like five times in a row and I was just cracking up and you're like, and then the associate, and that's the only reason I made that comics is making me laugh. I apologize. I did not mean to derail the conversation <laughs> with that. But again, we still got to the same goal in the fact that we do agree that there's no way that this individual should occur a penny of penalties, fees, right. or inconvenience, and that we should do whatever we can to help. We just have a little, a slightly different idea of how we should help, but it may have resolved itself as we tried to work through either one. We found <laughs> out that the other one made more sense. So there it is. I'm just glad that this is not my problem to solve. But like, I think everybody's been there. Nobody, no department is perfect. And without error, I think it happens. And that's that's the reality of the world. And, and as an HR manager, you just need to be able to, okay, when this happens, you need to just be able to appropriately figure out a way to fix it. Because again, payroll errors can be devastating to people and it's frustrating. And that's why I I make a joke. I always block out the time to do payroll on my calendar so that people know that I'm focusing. And if I'm not getting back to them, it's because I'm focusing on this. And I joke around. I'm like, this is your pay. This is your money. And I have learned you never mess with anyone's money, right? I think we've all been in the employee relations situation where maybe you don't handle payroll, but you get that phone call from somebody who's really upset because something happened to their paycheck. And certainly I I feel like I'm in a better position that I am, you know, working with salaried employees. So it's a little more consistent, but say something happens where hours get mixed up and you don't get your pay or you don't get your overtime, it can be really devastating to people. So making sure that you are spending the time uh, doing the right thing on the payroll, making sure that it's correct, making sure that you're doing all the right things is so important because people, ultimately people come to work to have their paycheck, to get paid, to pay their bills, to have their lives. So you as an employer make an agreement to, you know, do this job and we will pay you for it. So payroll is obviously a very, very important aspect of the human resources or accounting, whichever department it's in, in your company. It's such an important function. And it's so important that we do the number one, we do the right thing, always do the right thing, right? I think that's the the first rule. And second rule, have some checks and balances in place, make sure that there's not just one person doing the payroll without having a second set of eyes, especially when entering new employees or as Mick said at the very beginning, a red flag of 20 dependents, like make sure that that makes sense. And it doesn't hurt to ask a question to confirm that it's correct. And maybe it had been correct. Great. But I feel like that literally one minute conversation, you put in 20 dependents, is this correct? Oh my gosh, no, it's not. Or, oh my gosh, that's an error. 
that could have fixed this whole heartache, making sure asking questions, communication, all of that is key. So that's what it comes down to, people. Just do the right thing. And Hannah, what's your catchphrase? Put the human back into human resources. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.